2: You're listening to Wood Talk Online, a podcast for woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now here are your hosts, Mark Spagnolo and Matt Vanderlist. Take it away, boys.
1: Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 38 for July 2nd, 2008. I'm Mark Spagnolo, And I'm Matt Vanderlist. And as always, if you have questions or comments,
0: you know what? There's a couple of different ways that you can get a hold of us. You can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. Or you know what? You can pick up your phone and leave us a message at 623-242-2450. Man, I don't know about you, Mark, but getting all that out sometimes just takes the breath out of me. Or (laughs) was it the stairs coming down into the basement workshop? I can't remember which one, but it was one of them that does it every time.
1: Could have been that, but that's why I give you that job. My line is very quick and easy, and then I sit back and relax until you're done. It's all part of the master plan.
0: Yeah, once in a while those the phone number actually really gives me like a it's like a a tongue tie and I just (laughs) (laughs) kinda six oh yeah. So but anyways though, man, it's the it's going into the fourth of July holiday as we're recording this, and I bet we have a whole bunch of people that are probably getting ready to head out of town. So they're gonna love us for having a little show for them.
1: Right. And if you're already on vacation, you'll catch this when you get back. But you know, yeah, it's a fourth of July barbecue and burgers and ribs and that whole thing that we do is Carnivores, and I guess if you're a vegetarian, you can have a, um, uh, what do you call it? Veg-burger. Yeah, veggie burger. veggie burger or something with soy in it, which, you know, I did try grilling that once and I was really, really disappointed. I tried to pretend it was steak and it just wasn't. So,
0: I mean, did the beans fall through the grill? I mean, that was always a concern of mine, like it would just disintegrate and just <laughs> well, this, fall right through. Yeah, <laughs> this was
1: one of those extra firm chunks of tofu. And, uh, you know, I guess if I was starving on an island and I haven't eaten in a month, that would have tasted fantastic. Uh, but it just did not taste like what I was going for. Anyway, that's just my bad barbecue skills, but uh,
0: so. I'm right there with you. I don't think you could shape it into like a rib and it still wouldn't be like, you'll slather it in sauce and Nah, it's tofu. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's still tofu. Um, you know, so today what we have is a little bit different. We're, like we said, is a little less organized than we would normally be. We're trying to get a quick show out before the fourth. And what we have is a little bit of a marketing focused uh, episode today, which is a little bit different than usual. Uh, we don't typically cater to the business folks that may listen to the show, but uh, we had a few questions that made it appropriate for us to talk about the business side of woodworking. So we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but for now, uh, how is everything going with that bookcase and, uh, and and the, um, the the videos
0: it's going pretty good we have one more that I'm going to be posting and I'm really debating whether I was going to post it this week especially with the Independence Day holiday you know I I, I, I I know that everybody at some point or another is going to come back and watch it. So it's like, well, do I post it now or do I continue this week-long vacation yeah. that I've been taking? Uh, but one way or the other, it's going to come up. And basically, we're going to wrap up the whole entire construction part by moving on to the actual finishing portion. Which I think a lot of people get a good laugh out of this watching me like try to put it on and like, oh crap, there's a run. Wait, oh, wait. I going to oh, I should you no, know, you don't feather this. But oh wait, no, I feathered it. Okay, ignore that. And so. <laughs> it should be really interesting but this is going to be the, the final episode and you'll you'll finally get to see me do my finishing thing which probably should not be done by me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cool though no it sounds great it was coming along really nicely the the pictures that I've seen of it very, uh, very interesting design like you said the strategy of making it something that isn't top heavy that'll be uh, you know basically serve as a jungle gym unfortunately that's probably what's going to happen to it um, oh. but great design that gives it a really good Bottom heavy look and, and feel that just makes it that much safer for the kid
0: right absolutely, I really wish it was my own design, but like like I have to give credit to our, our friend uh uh Todd did a great job with it he's he's definitely he's one of those overly cautious uh, parents sure. his daughter will never have half the bruises that my kids have in <laughs> fact right now we're afraid to take our kid to the pediatricians because he's got so many bruises from playing outside right now we would probably be in jail <laughs> they're going to
1: call somebody when they get there like are you have you been beaten son um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure you accidentally got hit by a baseball bat from your three year old neighbor
1: <laughs> yep, hey, accidents happen what are you going to do um, That's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so other than that, I mean, the the project's done and delivered at this point? Right.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's been, it's been all taken care of. It's actually taken me this long to kind of edit the video and get everything set up for it. Cool. Uh, which was more or less just procrastination on my part. Procrastination. Procrastination. Um,
1: that took me a long time. Procrastinating.
0: Okay uh, I, I just basically Put it off
1: <laughs> Yeah or that You could just say that uh, well, I would say You know what I would say hold off Because I think anything That's released this week Is going to kind of be lost In the mix and the shuffle Everybody's busy Doing other crap Right now so um, Right Yeah I would wait But anywho um, yeah, definitely yeah well, so what's going, up with you? Well, I was just gonna say, um speaking of which our survey, which we try or we're going to be doing, this would be the second year that we're going to release a survey. um we just finished that up and posted it on the website. and I haven't actually you know put a blog post up about it yet, but I have a feeling if we start putting it out this week, we'll get some responses, but not nearly as much as we would if it was a regular work week. so. Um, The survey is up though if anybody's interested in going and checking it out just uh, go to our website thewoodwhisperer.com and um, in fact actually it's on the blog page so uh, thewoodwhisperer.com slash category slash blog which is probably the most convenient address I could have ever created and uh, (laughs) if worst case scenario just go to the blog page and it's up on the top right says take our survey in a very demanding sort of uh, authoritative way and, uh, Sometimes you have to be like that. You've got to tell people, <laughs> do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a psychological thing. And it's a typical survey just asking some stuff about your viewing habits and shopping habits and things that will help us retain our wonderful sponsors uh, for the following year in 2009. Um, yeah, other than that, I have been working on the next project that will be showing up on uh, on the video. And it is a gadget station. I don't know if we discussed this last time, but... Um no, you didn't. I, okay. I remember
0: you you had you had said something before about it and that's yeah. what I I kind of was I was sitting on the edge of my seat like, "All right, let's hear some more, <laughs> come on, buddy."
1: Well, this is now developed. I have gone through quite a process of designing this piece and creating something that is has all the function. I mean, the, this thing is all about functionality and then trying to make it look pretty is kind of the uh, secondary goal. Uh, but once I had that functionality satisfied, I got really obsessed with the pretty aspect and making it look good and making it a challenging project for myself. So I spent a lot of time uh, working on it and coming up with a design that I thought was really cool and satisfied all of my needs. So what we're going to do is introduce it on the show, show the design, show the process that I went through and arrived at that design, and then invite everybody to sort of build along. And the great thing about this is essentially it's a fancy box. So you can make it look like any style, match the style of your home um, but the idea is, I want to get people to kind of build along and get creative with me—not build what I'm building, but build something for themselves. Um, and really, I don't know about you guys, but we have cell phones, we've got uh, iPods, we've got video cameras—a ton of crap that needs to be charged. And I don't—I just hate having like wall warts all over the house. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to keep them for two reasons: nice to keep them in an isolated area because you always know what's there, and it keeps the house cleaner. But um, really an important reason is because you can attach a surge protector and you could shut the thing off whenever you're not charging stuff so you're not wasting that sort of trickle of electricity that accumulates over the course of the years.
0: Right, absolutely. Oh, that, that would be perfect. I'm definitely going to jump on this and, and, and kind of go along with it and cool. maybe come up with my own really super unique design because we absolutely we, – we have that problem all the time. We have this jungle of cords and you're like, wait, is this one – <laughs> I mean, how many times you sat there trying to charge up your phone and you've got the wrong charger, you yeah. know, and you look at all – it. so, yeah, this is a great project. Yeah, it
1: should be fun and, I mean, what family can't use it, you know, and on uh, actually I probably – I. Should mention that this particular one we are making for uh, the one and only extraordinarily uh, famous tech person, Leo Laporte. And uh, somebody's got to let him know that we're making it for him, though. So. oh i thought
0: this was something he was commissioning (laughs) no no i
1: I wish now we we um nicole is very big into this whole social media thing so she's had contact with him and told him that we we'd like to build him something and this is really the perfect thing for a gadget freak and uh he was pretty excited by the idea so um it's on the schedule now to to get it made and and we uh hopefully we'll be able to go up there and and see his studio and all that jazz so fun
0: stuff now what wouldn't it be funny if everybody made one and sent it to Leo and he's <laughs> like, what the hell is this? What is going on? I it's, thought I was only getting
1: one. Who are these get, people? Yeah, bombarded with uh, random gadget stations from everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, so, so let's we- uh, slide right on into the around the web portion and um, tell us what you found this week, Matt.
0: Okay, well, a website that I've, I've happened to have uh, gone by here once or twice, and I hate to admit I haven't been there in quite a while, but the nice thing is a bunch of things accumulated in my absence. Ah. I think they did just to try and draw me back in, <laughs> but you know, that's just my whole eagle thing. But I don't know how many other people have seen this, but if you head over to woodshopdemos.com, and of course we'll have links for this in the show notes, but basically this is a website that's more or less dedicated to like demonstrating like you know new tools that are coming on the market. Um, and the neat thing about it is it's, it's basically in blog format, but they actually have like step by step pictures and explanations um which really cracks me up is that I love the ones where they have it like you know kind of uh, as they're taking it out of the out of the package and they show you like how they're going through the like step by step with the ma- uh the actual manual yeah and then of course they go into like actually showing you how they use it the results and it, it it's pretty neat um one of the the newest things they had in there not too long ago was uh the porter cable omni jig i'm not sure if you've seen that like <laughs> the, I
1: saw that one on there too. Is that yeah, bo- is it, that not the biggest box you've ever seen? I know when they when he when they showed
0: it like rolling up there, I'm like that looks like a refrigerator box. I mean that's like something I would have had like in college or yeah, something. That's nope,
1: insane. That's a dovetail jing in that giant box. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and the really neat thing about it is that, you know, you can you can see these, like, step-by-step things, and if you're like me, it's like, manual, what the hell is this wasted paper doing in here? This is, like, notepads or something later on, <laughs> and, you know, if, if you suddenly discover that you probably should have read the manual, you can kind of go here once in a while, and you can see, like, oh, so I'm supposed to do this. Well, that that explains why this is not turning out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely, it's it's a neat one, and they've got a whole bunch of different tools up there, so... You know, if you ever have a few moments to kill, definitely head over there. And the, and the neat thing about it is, I think they they give some really good insight, maybe into some tools that, that you've thought about getting them. You're mm-hmm. not, you really need it. So, in my experience, what I've been seeing with them is that there's a few of them. I'm like, you know what, that definitely is not something I'll be getting. But <laughs> that one over there is. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There's um, there's a lot of Festool stuff up there too. If you're um, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people put a lot of thought in. Uh, before they make that big purchase. And it's you, you want to see as many examples of it being used and uh, applied in a real world situation and this is a good place to see those things happen. Um, yep. John Lucas is the guy that, that runs the site and I actually met, I guess you could say quote unquote, met um, through a forum. I met John a long time ago when I first started woodworking and the first forum I paid any attention to was the WWA Info Exchange. And... Mm-hmm. He was he was one of the active members there and that's when I first uh, heard of him and, and got uh, you know started to see the site and geez that was five years ago maybe six years ago and uh, wow. and I've been following his site the entire time and it's it's, it's a great website so definitely worth a look um, if any of you are familiar with um, Gail O'Rourke she has she worked with John for a period of time so you'll go back in the archives and you can actually see uh, pictures of her working with him and he's um it's kind of funny if you've never been there before. He's got a reputation of having attractive young ladies help him with yep. with the work that he does. They, I guess, they're either apprenticing with him or hired. I'm not sure what the relationship is there. Uh, but typically, it's you know, it, it's a a good sight to to watch. It's definitely well. I'm, that's about all I'm going to say about that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's no problem. Yeah, you know that that it does explain because I looked in the, in the archives and I think I did come
1: across what I'm like.
0: God, that girl looks really familiar. Where where have I seen her? Yep. That's
1: kind of odd. So, all right, that explains. Yep. Lots of stuff with Gail in there, and he's uh, had various helpers over the course of the year. So, really, really fun place. Check it out uh, woodshopdemos.com. Right, absolutely. Sweet. Okay, well, news. We got some really interesting news. Good, exciting stuff. First of all, we won't uh, spend a whole lot of time on this stuff, but we'll just announce it. Um, if Unless you've been living under a rock, you probably have heard that the Festival Capex is being released and is now available for purchase. Um, nice. And uh, it's a incredible machine, and I, I think it's worth checking out if you're in the market for a high-quality, uh, high-precision Really good dust collection uh, sliding compound miter saw. Um, You know, we're not going to go over a feature review of the tool here. It's, uh, you know, positives, negatives, whatever, but uh, it was released. It's kind of shaking things up if you go into the forums. And of course, any new major festival release tends to shake people up and and, uh, polarize people a little bit. And that's what makes it so damn fun. So,
0: that's right. There's the there's the haters and the lovers. You decide which side you're going to be on. I personally myself am a fence straddler.
1: (laughs) Straddle the fence firmly. Um, (laughs) That's right. I'm uh, lucky enough to have one in my possession, and I will say that it is a very good machine. And um, you know, email me if you want to get you know more information on my opinion on whether it's right for you because it's not right for everybody, but it certainly will make a lot of people happy. Um, Absolutely. What else do we have there in the news, Matt?
0: Okay, well, the other thing that's, uh, that we have is I just recently saw this post, and I think it was with Glenn Huey over at Popular Woodworking, and he was actually pointing out more about Delta Tools is doing away with their old Unisaw and they're actually bringing a new model. Huh. But the one thing that really caught my eye more than the new model of the Unisaw is that apparently Delta Tools is moving production of, it sounds like the majority of their tools, back to the United States, right in, you know, right in. The United States, basically, no more being shipped over from China, uh, no place else, you know, other countries like that. Basically, what it is, is I don't think anybody's ever been concerned about the quality that was coming out of Delta. Delta is, you know, they put out some really great tools and they really stand by, you know, what it is that they build. But they are running into a problem that I think so many people are starting to run into, especially manufacturers. Uh, The cost of getting them to the United States was starting to increase. In fact, I think I read someplace it was like for the the Unisaw and a few other larger tools, they're gonna have to tack on like an extra sixty five to seventy five dollars per tool So if the manufacturer is doing that, only imagine what the distributor is going to be tacking on there to compensate for what they're going to have to pay for it. Right. So Delta Tools announced that they're going to be moving production back to the U.S. So it gives a whole new meaning to made in the U.S. It's no longer just installed, you know, put together and assembled in the U.S. It's actually going to be manufactured here. So for those of you who, uh, you know, that's one of your main features when you're looking at tools. Well, you know what? Now you can go over and give Delta a big tap on the uh, on the
1: back and uh, basically thank them
0: for it. Now that's
1: that's interesting. I mean, I would have never thought that uh, manufacturing process would move back to the U.S. to save money. I mean,
0: I know it's 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 it sounds like something out of like some weird like you know uh, uh, Comedy Central type you know poking on it somebody kind of you know like you know Americans are now heading below south of the border to get jobs you know stuff like that and it's yeah it's really neat that they saw you know obviously the bottom line made a huge effect on this but yeah it's just you know the fact that they're in the back that's kind
1: of cool <laughs> no it, it must be opposite day I, I don't know it's it's very interesting uh, we'll keep our eye on that because i mean if that's the way things are going you know if the overseas stuff is just not proving to be as profitable as it once was that's that's good i mean that brings jobs here and it's uh you know the whole made in the usa thing and uh, you can't argue with that so let's uh let's keep our eye on that very cool yeah well
0: Definitely have to find out if Grizzly is going to move their production back over here because I know they were, they were, uh, that was one of the ways they were keeping their costs down was by being overseas, at least Uh if I remember right from their blogs or from their, just their website. So yeah,
1: cool. And their prices have come up over the years too. So, yep. Um, the other thing that we wanted to mention, this is real big news and it's, uh, pretty much hot off the presses. So get your butts over there and check it out. The woodworking. Yep, yep. The uh, woodworking in America, you smell that? It's fresh baked. Uh, Um, The Woodworking in America conference that is going to be happening this fall, uh, the registration finally opened. Everybody's been waiting with bated breath and uh, ready to write their checks to uh, attend this event, and it's limited space. So uh, really, it's probably just first come, first serve. So get over. We'll provide the link for you, but get over there and sign up there. Um, I I don't remember any time recently an event like this with, with this type of thing going on. Um, you know the, the demonstrations that they're going to have, the speakers that are going to be there, Roy Underhill. Um, you know the tool manufacturers that are going to be there to to speak about their products and and teach about their products instead of just saying you know here's here's the price. Do you want to buy it? Um, right. Very cool event. I am I'm really excited. This is like the the thing of the year that's got me all excited here.
0: Oh, yeah. Trust me. I am, like, making entire plans around this particular weekend. We actually almost had a a wedding, I think. My wife might end up going by herself because there's no way in the world I'm skipping this. Yeah, it just (laughs) – I was just just looking at, you know, the speakers that are going to be there. Like you said, the the top two homemakers, everybody else. This is – I mean, just the schedule alone, I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. I wonder how I can get three of me to go so that I can hit everything simultaneously. <laughs> well,
1: and the other thing is, you know, you and I have never met in person, and, uh, you know, is going to be there. and it, it, It's just going to be one of those events that we're going to remember forever. So it's, it's uh, very exciting, and we're looking forward to it. So if you're interested, go to woodworkinginamerica.com slash register, and again, we'll right. provide that link in the show notes in case you get lost. Uh, but, you know I have, to, I have
0: to add one thing to this yeah, it yeah. kind of would it be ironic or coincidental that uh some of the uh not to pat ourselves too hard on the back but some of the the top internet providers of education and entertainment in the woodworking uh community are going to be meeting at a hand tool seminar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is kind of funny. Um well I think the I think the real thing is who's putting it on, you know, who's yes. who's running it and it's the people who are the most sympathetic uh, to the people that do what we do, and that would be yep. you know the popular woodworking guys, and uh, namely Chris Schwarz. So um, yeah, again, big thank you for uh, to Chris for giving us an opportunity to go there and have some fun and uh, cause some trouble. So absolutely, sweet. Now, what is quickly becoming, after only one episode, a favorite of a lot of the people who listen to Wood Talk Online is our hot deals. And uh, all right, we've got some hot ones today. So um, let's jump yep. right into them. Hey, go. I got the first one here is from Eagle America and if you don't know Eagle America, you should. They make some pretty darn fantastic router bits. Again, speaking of made in the uh, US of A, they have a special router bit uh, deal going on. 10% off two bits and 15% off three bits and I will provide the link directly to that page that describes the deal and um, check it out. They are really top notch bits and I've, I've used them myself and I probably won't be going any anywhere else anytime soon for, for router bits.
0: Oh, that's too bad because I've got a great router bit deal. The I, entire I m- saw that. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do you one up right a little now. A little
1: competition here. Go ahead.
0: Bring it on. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> for the entire month of July over at Woodcraft, I think anybody that's stopped by my website knows that one of the most popular features, of course, is router bit! month yeah. <laughs> and it features Whiteside router bits and like I said for the entire month of July part, uh, participating woodcraft stores and their online uh, catalog they're offering 10% off every individual white side router bit that's out there and of course these are made in the USA also they're great they're carbide tipped I use them all the time and they're the only
1: router bits that I'm going to buy <laughs> <laughs> well we got to support everybody between the two of us so that's, um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll help make sure Kaleo supports someone else and uh, we'll have Dave uh, support another one all right, um, that's still, that's a great deal though and white side bits are are really good bits as well. Um, you know, here's another thing. I don't have the price here because I lost the flyer but I got my Harbor Freight flyer and one product at Harbor Freight that has gotten me excited from the, the minute I saw it was their uh, mobile crane, engine hoist, cherry picker, whatever you want to call it. It's a two ton capacity crane That is awesome for moving the heavy stuff around the shop like the jointer, the planer, things that you are not going to be able to lift by yourself. And this thing is awesome. This has saved my back hundreds of times uh, and by that I actually mean like seven or eight but um, it is on sale, and I don't know, it's probably like $30 off or something like that. But even still, this thing, normal price is about $130, $140, something like that. So it's on sale, so it's probably closer to about 100 bucks now. And wow. you just can't beat it for that type of uh, manpower that you get out of this thing.
0: Now I know what I'm getting my wife for her birthday because she's always complaining that she has trouble getting me out of bed in the morning. This, so this would will help. work perfect. Yeah, you we'll put just... it right in the bedroom. Just pick me up, take me right in, throw me in the shower, throw some cold water on the, back the morning.
1: <laughs> I'm sure your wife will, will love the picture that you just painted there. We'll move on be- before you're in uh, big trouble. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's already staring at me right now. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay, I have another one that I found that uh, came across here, and it's DeWalt is offering... Two incentives for buying DeWalt tools because you know what? It's nice to have incentives to buy anything. Sure. And basically, we'll have uh definitely have this in the in the show notes. But uh let's see, they have a $50 mail-in rebate promotion. It's between uh, well, May and July 31st, so you gotta get your uh your purchases in there. But basically, if you buy the heavy-duty 13-inch three-knife two-speed thickness planer, the DW735, if you can remember that, it's a $50 mail-in rebate, or if you buy the DW715. Eight heavy-duty twelve-inch double bevel sliding compound miter saw. Uh, you instantly get the miter saw stand for free as long as it's a participating distributor that you're purchasing it from. But you know what? You can easily go to the website and find a participating distributor so you can get the free saw stand Sweet. with
1: it. That's a nice stand. I've actually worked with that stand before. I like that.
0: Yeah, because the worst thing is when you get one of those really super flimsy ones where, like, you know, you just lean on it to grab the box, mm-hmm. and next like, so, you know, you're landing, you know, laying on the ground. Not a good stand.
1: (laughs) Definitely not. And, you know, I will say I got a question this week from someone asking me uh, if I would recommend uh, a DeWalt thickness planer. And they said, you know, I know you like Powermatic and I can't afford a Powermatic and I just want to know if this one is good enough to get by. And the the tone of it was like, hey, you know what? I'm not, you know, of course I love my Powermatic planer, but guess what I started with? It started with a Dewalt. I mean, I, I love that thing, and the only reason I got rid of it was because I had an opportunity to get a planer used from a friend, and it happened to be that that Powermatic planer that I use. And it's like, you know what? That Dewalt planer and the the Delta, and there's obviously a number of brands that make those lunchbox style planers. They are great machines. I mean, there's yep. they they work really well. So um, fifty dollar mail in rebate, that's fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, last deal that we have here, I think it's the last one, right? That's what I'm looking at. Um, yep, it is, and this may be a standing deal, and I've seen it before. I don't know if it's a temporary thing, but jump on it while you can because it's great. FineWoodworking.com um, frequently has this 14-day free trial. Now they have an online paid service that you could pay for, and I will say it—it it really is, in my opinion, worth it. They have every you know issue, every article. Uh, logged into their website in a database that you can search for and download the PDF of the article and look at it and sort of download it to your computer and you know use it as a resource anytime and this 14 day free trial gives you a full access taste of what they have to offer there um, so even if even if you don't you know I don't know if they like me saying this but even if you don't have intentions of <laughs> of keeping the membership 14 days for free is pretty sweet um, but right. I honestly think once you have 14 days of that resource you're probably going to be swayed to uh, to thinking that might be a good investment for you so um, Absolutely. Well, again we'll have the link for that and all of these deals uh, in the show notes and you can go check that out and save some money and get some stuff for free
0: that's right. You know, with that trial offer, that that thing that has saved my butt several times on articles, and I was doing the math real quick. And if it's fourteen days, if you have twenty-six family members and you use their names and they're you know making a separate account, <laughs> you get a whole year free. But you don't, you want don't tell to say anybody.
1: It. That's very bad. Um, all right. Now, Did not hear that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now moving into some of our topics. Now this is where we go more marketing focused today. Uh, we've got a couple of questions that came in. I had a question um from uh, someone asking about advice on how to get his business going and what i decided to do was bring in Nicole on this my wife she uh, she has a degree in marketing and she does you know pretty much all of the marketing things for excuse me for our website and you know our business previous to this when we had a custom furniture business she was the the person behind all the marketing efforts so i figured it would be kind of cool if her and i just had a little quick discussion about things that we've done, things that we recommend people do uh, if they're trying to get a little bit more business uh, for their woodworking projects, whether it's your primary business or just something you do on the side and you want to make a few bucks. So um, we've got about 10 minutes here of uh, just um, a conversation, really, between Nicole and I. And um, well, listen to it. It's pretty cute. Okay, so we got a question from Gordon uh, concerning his woodworking business and I brought in a uh, a resident marketing professional uh, who has had years and years of experience in the industry. Actually, none of that's true, but she is very special.
2: I have some. I have a lot of experience.
1: A little bit. A lot. You have a lot of experience with, with our business. With our business. So, uh, I'm just kidding around. Though she's a great resource. This is Nicole, the woman who I married. Hello, everyone. And uh, what we're going to do is try to address Gordon's question and give him some pointers, things that worked for us and things that we've learned Mm -hmm. over the course of the years. Uh, So let me read Gordon's question. He says, I got started in woodworking a little under two years ago and I've been going gangbusters ever since. The problem is I haven't sold anything and my wife is starting to wonder if it'll ever take off. What can I do to get my stuff noticed by the right people? I already have some items listed at functionalartgallery.com and custommade.com. My website... Uh, What's he say? My website with my latest builds is included. And uh, if you want to go and check it out, it is a decent website. It's knockonwood.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, please help me move in the right direction before I have to build myself a uh, doghouse with a suite. Aww. So I think we might be able to help you a little bit here uh, and hopefully yeah. keep you out of the doghouse. But uh, I'll let you take over here. Well,
2: I was going to say the first thing that he's doing right is he has a website. Um. That would be my first recommendation. And we did get a chance to take a look at the site. Um, one of the first things that we did when we first started Markswood Creations was we used um, Yahoo Site Builder to kind of have a just a simple website presence. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. And and it was good for, for what it was. So really, that's one option. It looks like I'm guessing he probably went through someone like GoDaddy, um, built this site uh, using like I don't know front page maybe, but the idea is that the website is going to be your online presence. You want to make sure the navigation is very clear for for the people that are visiting your website. So having an an about us or an about the site, or even a clear, uh, concise place for contacting you. Um, even an FAQ is important. So all of those things combined um, really kind of lend to the ease of navigation when people are visiting your site. Some of the other things, um, I noticed you said that uh, you've been to custom-made and furniture art gallery. I've been to those sites before. I I tend to, I don't know, I didn't really like custom-made. I've never been to furniture art gallery. Um, but you you have to pay for that stuff. So really what what we did was tap into the local market so
1: we we never did anything online to sell just because it was uh too hit or miss or we had to pay or it was just too undependable the you never idea, know what you're going to get. Yeah, and the idea is to try to establish yourself as a local business, mm-hmm. like any other local business. Now, you could still get a lot of business from the internet. In fact, most of our business came from the internet because we had a, a decent site and the info was there.
2: The indexing that I had done. Right, There's yeah. a lot of directory services out there. So, for instance, Google has a directory. There's an open directory project there's even yellowpages.com things like that that you can start listing yourself and and those allow you to get um better search engine optimization as well and kind of bringing your site up even more when people are searching for certain things um, things like google adwords kind of have mixed feelings about those we tried that for for a while um and i don't really think
1: a lot of competition. Yeah, there's a
2: lot of competition out there and you can easily spend a lot of money and not get a lot of results back. Really what you want to look at is like Mark said, you as a local business, so your local chamber of commerce. Is there a school near that has interior design? Getting in with an interior design is really a great way to kind of leverage and create relationships with people in in similar industries. I know, Mark, you had mentioned um, networking with other craftsmen.
1: That was huge. We, I th- believe it was about a year after uh, we got into it, I started to meet people locally uh, who couldn't handle all the work that they mm-hmm. got. And what happens when you've got too much work and not enough people to do it, you pass a job off to a friend, mm-hmm. so we would constantly pass work back and forth to each other. And even better than that, we would collaborate on larger projects that we couldn't handle as individuals. So we would build this sort of side business that just keeps you busy. Uh, but definitely make make nice with the locals.
2: Yeah, and and the local woodworking association is a is a good resource for you as well. Mm-hmm. Make them know what kind of services you offer. What kind of furniture you do whether you do turnings whether you teach classes and that it's it's amazing a lot of people go to a woodworking association looking for someone that could help them make a certain piece of furniture
1: i frequently send people there when i get questions about um you know i'm looking for a craftsman in my area that's usually the first thing i do is say contact your local woodworkers association and Maybe a member will be able to help you, but if not, if they know that you're around and that you're looking for work, uh, they usually have no problem recommending you and passing on your contact info. And I will say that
2: there are services like uh, Etsy.com, if you're familiar, which is a wonderful website primarily focused on crafters and DIYers and just in general, great source for Um, homemade goods and, you know, just quality work.
1: And I would, you know, overall, I would just say like any other business, you have to treat it like a true business and you really have to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we immediately put um, decals on the back window of my truck just to make sure that that we were a living and walking advertisement for our business. And I can't tell you the number of times I've been... Stopped at a gas station or something and asked for a uh, business card. Always have your business cards on you mm-hmm. and be ready to pass them out and talk about what you do and uh, make sure people just can't help but know who you are and what you're all about.
2: Yeah, and speaking of business cards, um, there's a lot of great resources out on yeah. the net for business cards. Um, if you're looking for just free business cards, kind of, you know, standard, um, Vistaprint.com actually gives you uh, 250 free business cards Um, but if you're looking for quality uh, business cards um, we use a company called greatfxbusinesscards.com really uh, a great service they're fast Um, there's a lot of options for customization and building your own cars and so on and so forth but the idea is that those business cards like mark said are really your calling card make sure if you can put um, one of your best pieces on that card Put your information, put your website on it, and then utilize your local watering hole to kind of put that card anywhere. I I really was the business card fairy, in just dropping those cards wherever I possi- possibl,y could. So places like uh, Skis Deli has a great place yeah. for for local businesses, and that's and really ironically, where
1: ironically that that's where my absolute best customer came from was yep. a card that I dropped off at Schlotzky's Deli. So
2: so yeah, you never know. Exactly. So the idea is that you're really kind of putting yourself out there in every possible way. And, and like Mark had said about the, the decal, um, you can go through companies like Fast Signs um, and get something very simple for under $100 for, for your vehicle. And, and those are the chances that you kind of just build out your business and, and take those opportunities to get your name out there.
1: And we uh, we usually don't make a habit of offering a whole lot of business advice on this show. I mean, most of our listeners are hobbyists and have a you know maybe an academic interest in what it's like to sell this stuff. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to give you a few pointers here. And hopefully this is stuff that if anybody decides to take it a little bit more seriously and try, try to sell some of their work, uh, these are just a few things that you might want to think about if you decide to embark uh, on that journey. So... I'd like to thank our special guest, the wonderful, beautiful, one-of-a-kind, sweet, lovely, Aww. nice cheek uh, cheek structure over here, <laughs> my wife, Nicole. Aww. Thanks, honorable You're welcome. And uh, I think Gordon probably thanks you, too. No problem. All right. Okay, so hopefully that will help some of you who are interested in selling some stuff and, and sort of marketing yourself. Now, um, in the same vein, we got a voicemail here from Shannon who is asking... Um, Matt and I, about marketing our own websites, which for you podcasters and those of you who have blogs out there, this might be something you're interested in hearing, but um, let's hear Shannon's voicemail.
3: Hey guys, this is Shannon out in Bel Air, Maryland. I just wanted to drop you guys a call with a real quick question, but uh, first of all, uh, Mark, congratulations on the popular woodworking uh, job, and Matt, been loving the bookcase. Uh, Glad to see that you documented this one, so really appreciate that. Got a question kind of on the woodworking, but kind of off the topic for both of you guys on um, getting your blog set up and getting driving traffic to it. Both of you guys have really good blogs going, podcasts and blogs, and um, you get a lot of traffic, a lot of comments. I obviously just set mine up, so I'm wondering what's the best way to draw traffic to it because, in my opinion, one of the things most exciting about a blog is the, the comments and the interplay that, between the readers and the author. So I'm wondering what tips you have beyond just the blatant, you know, come view me at this site. H- how do you draw traffic to it? Thanks. Keep up the good work.
1: I think that's a terrific question, and it's interesting because this goes well beyond uh, woodworking blogs. This is something that's across the board for anybody who has a blog and wants to, to drive some traffic, so um, I'm right. curious, Matt. You and I have never really talked about this in terms of strategizing. We've talked about just about everything else, but um I'm curious, what what do you do to promote your site and get people to visit?
0: Um I go to various sites and go, hey, come and listen to me. I've had a
1: great show. <laughs> basically what <laughs> yeah. he said at the end, say, Hey, come listen.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I know I do a lot of begging and borrowing, you know, all that kind of and stealing things and content. No, really what I did is basically I just kind of um I would go to the occasional forum and maybe just kind of like, you know, try to occasionally answer a question, something that I, I knew I could answer. And then of course kind of plug myself a little bit. Cause it, you know, sometimes people get really upset with shameless plugging, but you know what? It works <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to it. But uh, another thing is really just to kind of, you know, take a chance and really kind of just get your, get your idea out there, get your voice out there. Maybe, you know, hit a couple of areas that um, again, I kind of went more with the forums uh, one nice thing is with uh, when i first got started with my hosting service is they really had a great directory that i was able to put that out there and kind of throw my name into it so then they could kind of you know say like oh we got this new show that's out there or if somebody did a uh, a, a google search or just a, a search of any type they would bring it up and you know immediately would have in there cuz it was like what it's at the metadata is like one of the most important things because yes. basically just fill that with As much stuff about what you're going to have in your content, so when people do these big searches, you're one of the things that comes up, and eventually you'll start building up this this group of people that are following you because you know if you're talking about something that you're really passionate about, guaranteed there are going to be other people out there that are just as passionate about it. So other they're going to flock you eventually is what's really going to happen. Sure. It's just a matter of making sure that you know you're you're keeping it kind of fresh and everything because nothing's worse than coming back to a blog you know a year later and it's like oh I just read that didn't I Which, you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's you know you bring up a, a lot of really really good points there with um, uh, as far as the forums and and just sort of participating and that's really the, the bulk of the advice that I would give as well uh, the, the real key to getting people to know that you're around. Is participation and participation in forums. Uh, make sure your signature lines contain your website. And if you start answering questions and talking to people and speaking with you know a certain level of authority, people will see. Oh, look at this guy's website. I'm going to go check it out. I you know he he just gave me a good pointer. Let me go see what he's up to. And uh, that will certainly drive traffic. And commenting on other people's blogs is massive because you won't, you yep. don't realize I don't know if anyone's seen but when you look at some of the more active websites um, you know we've we've have a number of posts that reach you know 40 to 50 comments it becomes a mini forum and and really and I was just listening to a, a, speaking of Leo Laporte earlier he does a, a radio show um, and I was just listening to the podcast of that show and he made a really great point is that you know some of the best Blog entries, they come about and they become a great blog entry because of the comments. You know, the comments are really what makes it interesting. It's, you know, someone brings up a topic and then, you know, anybody can add their thoughts on it and it just becomes a great discussion. So if you're participating in those discussions, you're bound to intrigue people. And the great thing about commenting on a blog, you could always put in a link to your email address as well as your website and people can follow through, click through, and go to your site. Um, you know, other things I would mention, um, uh, first of all, let's see. If you're doing a show, you know, if you've got a podcast, that's a selling point right off the bat, you know, so you're going to get traffic to your site because you produce a certain level of content that people want to see or uh, or hear, and of course, if you just put good blog posts up, there's a natural um, The The great thing about the internet is if you put good quality content out there, the internet is built in such a way that the information spreads. You know, people mm-hmm. by nature will share this information and say, "Hey, you got to check this out." It, it won't stay a secret for long. So, really, producing good content is the best way to immediately get people to not just show up, but to come back. You know, you, right. you want return people. Um, you, you don't want to just turn them off at the first uh, uh, the first time they see it and let's see if I wrote anything else down. You know if you really want to get into it you can get into like Google AdWords and things. You could put advertising campaigns out there so people find you when they type in certain keywords Um, but I think there's a lot of free and sort of grassroots types of efforts that you could put up there that Mm -hmm. don't cost you anything uh, and will really really you know, give you a a lot of return for your your time investment. Um, But I would say, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, with, the, like, with podcasts, you know, we're very lucky we have podcast-specific directories. I mean, like, for me, like, I know one of the early ones I got into was, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to totally forget it now, but it was, like, uh, the pod network or uh-huh. the podcast network, you know, and...
1: Podcast um, Alley
0: and... Um... Podcast Alley, digital podcast, you know, so it was it was really easy to get in there because once you got your foot in there, then these things just kept cycling you in. iTunes helped out, you know, get one or two good comments in there from somebody, and, you know, that will really help to generate things and get kind of, like, new and interested. And, sure. Yeah, like... The Google AdWords that that's another you know good way to do it. But there are so many different ways that you can get started. That uh, you know it just you just got to search. You can just spend a little time and yeah. see what other people are doing.
1: And another great thing to do is to make sure that uh, people who have you know pretty popular podcasts and websites know about you because generally we are very supportive of our uh, blogging brethren. And if it's about woodworking, chances are you know between Matt and I and, and Dave and Kaleo and all the guys who are out there pumping out this content, somebody's going to talk about you and the word is going to spread. So, Yep. Um, you know, and
0: it's kind of funny along the lines of that, Sorry, but I was going to say, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a woodworking podcast either. I really kind of got some big attention once because I uh, called into like Adam Curry's podcast. <laughs> you know, yeah. And you know, and I just made a comment about that, and the next thing I know that I think the very same day that he started talking about it played my little thing my my uh, my numbers just skyrocketed. it was insane, and a bunch of people stayed on so it 's just like one of those if you can find an opportunity again, some people don 't like shameless plugging, but you know what it works
1: it does it does it's you know treat it sort of like a business you know you got to do what you do to get the content out there and get people to your site all right well, I guess that 's enough marketing talk for uh Wood Talk Online and uh, why don't you take us out I think we're probably going to go pretty long today but um, it was, it yes, was good so- it was fun Cat
0: podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So anyways, if you've heard something today that you have some questions, some comments, some feedback, or you, maybe you didn't hear something and you'd like us to talk about it, you know what, you can get a hold of us a couple of different ways. You can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com or you can pick up your phone and leave us a voicemail at 623- 242-2450 and we'll do our best to make sure we get back at you and maybe even play that voicemail or something, if you're lucky.
1: Yes, indeed. And uh, have a wonderful and safe Fourth of July. Don't burn your fingers off with any fire crackers and uh eat a brat for me
0: I, I think i will be doing all the above carny <laughs> food is in my agenda this oh, weekend
1: delicious <laughs> wonderful food <What's> it <laughs> <is>. <laughs> all right matt you take care sir and we will catch you sometime in the future that's
0: right take care everybody
2: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen